in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney, and sitting to the left of the controversial Glenn Stansberry. Controversial. Glenn, some comments have uh, come out from uh, that have been attributed to you. Apparently, a recording has surfaced uh, oh, from no. way before your time uh, working as uh, Gentleman co-founder. Oh. Um, they uh, they released those, huh? They, it's uh, it's a it's a video. <clears throat> They're a hot mic. And uh, words were said. Uh, I don't want to get into them because I'm sure everybody all over the internet knows what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but Look. I think what we what we'd like to hear is you know a, a explanation of of that uh, that situation. Glenn. Well, Brian, um, let me just start off by saying I have no idea who this hot mic guy is, <laughs> and do I know if he's hot? I don't know. Um, right. So I cannot confirm okay. nor deny that fact. Oh, okay. Okay. Second of all, mm-hmm. I think it's just a big distraction. Right. Uh, trying to keep us from what's really important right now, mm. and that is this podcast. Okay. So. All right. Let's just, let's just, you know, people make mistakes. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just uh, plow right ahead and. Okay. Well. And um, uh, never <clears throat> bring it up again. Okay. Well, that's, that's okay with you. That's your, uh, well, you know. As another co-founder of Gentlemen, I would prefer to never bring it up again. I just felt like the media has been swirling. We had to address it. Uh, we did. Look, so we can move on. I was in Amsterdam. You know, it was uh, right. You know, the the early two thousands were a different time. <laughs> it w- it really was. Uh, you were a different man. In I the was. Early 2000s. I was. So. Um, well, that's good, Glenn. I'm glad. To, I'm glad you. I mean, that's that's a that's a very valid explanation. And you can see now why I don't like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you always talk about that, right? And that makes total sense now. Right. Anyway, um, let's let's, Glenn, uh, let's move on with yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. the actual episode here. And mm-hmm. uh, speaking of controversial, mm-hmm. uh, gentleman.com mm-hmm. is controversial only because it's so great. <laughs> People show up at the site and they're like, "There's no way this site should be this good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. impossible. This is, can't be possible that an internet website could be this good." Arguments and, have started over like debating the greatness of it. You know, in pubs across the world, <laughs> right? People are arguing over the fact that gentlemen cannot be real because it's so good. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it is. It's a real website that you can go to by typing into a web browser, gentleman.com. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. The, the price of admission is very simple. Mm. You just type those magical words into a browser and hit enter, and you are rewarded immensely with an amazing website. And we encourage you to do that. And not only to do that, but then like go to the site and scroll around and click things. That's what we always say. And That's you won't our motto. Be, yeah, you won't be disappointed when you do. Yeah, just scroll around, click some stuff. You know, whatever it is. I don't know. Just <laughs> click things. And and wherever you, We have no real focus for yeah, the site. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you click. Just click stuff just and see it. what happens. Um, and then once you get sick of that, once you like scroll around and click things a few times, um, and then uh, another good thing to do would be go to podcast.gentleman.com where you can follow along with this episode. You can... Find some past episodes and listen to them. You can see the links that we're talking about. You can find out what the actual beer rating 
was that we did during this episode. Don't do it before we actually do the rating because it'll spoil the surprise. Mm-hmm. But you know, afterwards, that's fine. Um, and so there's all that stuff you can do on podcast.gentleman.com, and we very much encourage you to do so. Uh, and the final thing that you should do uh, every week is send a letter to the gentleman <laughs> uh, mailbag. Uh, look, the, the mailbag's been a little bit light in the last couple weeks. Yeah. We've noticed some of you haven't been sending your letters every week like we in, you know, implore you to. Obviously, we can't force you. Well, but... The election's coming up, Glenn. That's right. I, I feel like we, you know... Be smart about this. We might have the power at some point to enforce... Be smart about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, look, uh, yeah, send a, send a letter. Send a letter to the, to the gentleman mailbag. And you can do that at uh, P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, we'll get your letter. we put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know and love as the Hall of Fame. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast, and we will send you a little something back in return. Uh, And what that is greatly depends on the tone of your letter. Mm. So if you want something nice, uh, be nice in your letter. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to get something nasty in return, Mm -hmm. be nasty in your letter. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I Brian, I've had somebody mail me Gorilla Poo before. So... (laughs) Look, yeah. it's not a stretch to think that we have those two can't play that well. We have we have the ability to do such a thing. Uh, Technology uh, close exists. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, for right. us too. I was gonna say, I yeah, yeah. I don't know any gorillas, but I'm well, not sure we could figure. We could. I think that's probably we could find a way to do that. You know a guy? Look, okay. I'm just saying. All right, the internet's a vast place. We can find different <laughs> things. The point is, no one's going to do that because they're going to no, send us a nice no, letter no, no, no. about a question for the gentleman mailbag, and that's what we want. Uh, and if you do not want to send, maybe you don't want to risk getting something in return from the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a good thing to do when you can go to you send us an email, yeah. howdidgentleman.com. You can go to Facebook and you can post a thing on Facebook <laughs> to us. Uh, you can <laughs> at reply us on Twitter. You can send us a Instagram photo. You can send us a chat on Snapchat. You can. You can. Uh, <laughs> you can go to Plurk, uh, which is a very little known network of people. That Most, mostly Asian. You can go to um, what's the uh, the rich the rich ki- oh the rich, rich kids, kids. The new, yeah yeah. If you pay a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, you can go to that. <clears throat> Look, the, the the possibilities are endless. Just go to your favorite social network and mm-hmm. type in gentlemen and. Puts you know, that it'll get to us somehow. Yeah. I, I don't know how all this stuff works. I don't know. I, I you just eventually, simple, uh, yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just a simple web developer. I don't know how all this social media <laughs> stuff works, but anyway, it eventually gets to us. Um, point is, Glenn, just send us something and we'll get it, yeah, and we'll respond because that's what we do. Uh, okay, Glenn, let's move on to the uh, most important part of this episode, which is mm. the uh, drink of the week this week. On to the on to the show, Brian. Well. This week, uh, we're going to get a little bit outside the box, and that is because we are reviewing a Samuel Adams beer. Now, right. Sam Adams is widely criticized because... They're panned. They're widely panned. They're widely panned mm-hmm. because people don't consider them as craft as a craft brewery, but the fact remains that they are. In fact, it's uh, they are the first, right? Are they one of the first, or... I think they do that thing that all craft breweries do, which 
You know, it's fine. Yeah. If they're the original craft brewery, yeah. then they say something like, uh, you know, maybe they were like the 10th craft brewery, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, we were the first craft brewery. Mm-hmm. You know? That, yeah. That's what craft brewers do. They boast. Right. It, right. It's a lot of bravado is what I'm, I'm feeling. It is. So. It's a lot of marketing. Right. Um, but I think it's kind of legit because... They've been brewing beer for a long time. They have, yeah. Um, since the early 70s, at least. Uh, right. So I'm sure I could look up the history, but I don't really care. Right. But they've been around a while, and they make good beer. Uh-huh. It's like going to McDonald's. You're right. going to leave happy. So here's the thing. A lot of people give you crap about buying uh, Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. And, and I've told the story on this podcast before, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a local liquor store here in Lawrence, Kansas. And I walked around the store at one point, And it was the beginning of October. And I actually like this beer that mm-hmm. we're about to do, uh, which I think I can tell everybody is the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Uh-huh, yeah. Which we're about to do. Uh, and I walked around the whole store. I didn't see the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And I was kind of trying out the liquor store for the first time. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the liquor store around the corner that no one really goes to, but whatever. And uh, so I went and I didn't have the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And I looked around, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy anything here if they don't have what I was looking for. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the big liquor store down the street that has everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started walking out the door, and the cashier stopped me, and he said, oh, I'm st- was there something that you were looking for that we don't have? You know? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. Uh, I was looking for Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And he looked at me, and with so much, um, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, smugness? Smugness. Uh, hipster smugness. Oh, he looked at me and he said, "We don't sell Sam Adams here, but you sell Bud Light." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Right. So anyway, so that, that's you my know what, story Brian? about Sam I can't say it on air, but I think you know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Bleep that guy. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. I Brian? wasn't too worried about it because I drove half a block to another yeah. store and picked up my Sam Adams from someplace else. And that liquor store is no longer in business. So. The little the little guy that doesn't serve Sam... Well, you know what, Brian? That's that's their loss. Because Sam Adams is a great... Uh, give me a Boston Lager any day of the week. I like Boston Lager a lot. Boston Lager is awesome. Look, yeah. I think your analogy about McDonald's is spot on. It, 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 a lot of people give McDonald's crap. I like McDonald's. A lot of people eat at McDonald's. A lot of people... <laughs> Billion served, yeah, for a reason, <laughs> and they like it exactly. And because of the addictive chemicals, thing, yeah, exactly. Same Makes thing with Sam Adams beer. Crave it fortnightly. <laughs> well, um, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, well yes. tell us more about the Oktoberfest from Sam Adams. Sorry, I, I went off on a tangent there. That's no, okay, Brian. I promise that'll never happen again on the podcast. Never again. The Sam Adams Oktoberfest is. Uh, like every other Oktoberfest talks about how it was made for the Oktoberfest celebration in Munich, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They use German style this and that. But what right. you need to know is that um, it's a, it uses hearty malts for a deep, smooth flavor with notes of caramel, creating a brew that's perfect for the season mm-hmm. or wherever you're celebrating. Okay. Excuse me, or whatever. You're whatever. I'm, yeah. So uh, for those keeping track at home, the hop varieties are the Tetanang, Tetananger. Oh, Tetananger. Yeah, good. and then the Hallertau Mittelfru varietal. I always say, don't look back in Tetananger. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you won't, right? And I won't. No, I you won't. shouldn't look back in Tetananger. Right. Uh, yeah, they, they have a lot of uh, stuff on the website about what's in it, but the one number I'm looking for here, Brian, is IBUs, and mm-hmm. there's 16. Okay. So this is a traditional Munich-style Oktoberfest, which right. 
Everybody serves these days, Brian. Okay, well let's uh, let's crack these open and uh, see what happens here, you, and uh, you know, get to the bottom of this. Now I have, I'm gonna be honest, I've had this before, obviously, because I was going to a liquor store mm -hmm. for the story I was telling you earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm familiar with this one, but I'm gonna give it a, a uh, I'm gonna look at it with fresh eyes, okay. fresh palate, and and mm. do this. All it right. smells Cheers. delicious. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Brian foamed. Oh no! You know it's good if I take a <laughs> foaming drink of it. <laughs> if I dive into it. Wow, that's a quick reaction time, Brian. You you uh, mitigated that. Okay. The loss of beer pretty quickly. I like this one a lot. Oh man. I will be honest. I had a little sip. Uh, my, I gave one to my wife before I came over to Brian's house, mm. and she was drinking, and I had a little sip, and I thought it was pretty awesome. But I didn't know for sure. Have you had this one before? I no. Did, uh, okay, no, no, no. I've never had yeah. the Sam Adams Oktoberfest before. I, and I was surprised. I did a quick search when I was at the liquor store to make sure we haven't rated it yet because I don't it think has we it. have. Yeah. We haven't put it through the paces. Here's the thing, man. Like, okay, so I was thinking about this earlier because uh, mm -hmm. Laura's parents were in town and uh, they were asking us about restaurants that we like. Okay? Now, a lot of people are really snobby about like, well, we only eat at local restaurants. We only eat at restaurants that are, you know, mm -hmm. local to Lawrence or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Okay? <laughs> if it's a chain restaurant mm -hmm. and it's awesome, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there. Chipotle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it, they have those all over the country. But mm -hmm. it's good. It's really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about eating at Chipotle. Hell yeah. Oh. I don't care if there's one in every city in the country. Don't doesn't care. matter to me. Salmonella, not a problem. Exactly. <laughs> the important part is they serve delicious food. Yep. And this is the same thing. A lot of people might be sitting there thinking, eh, Sam Adams, blah, you can get that anywhere, whatever. It, the important part is that you taste a delicious beer and you drink it. That's the important part. And that's what this is. So uh, I, I'm, I'm on board with this one. This is a, this is a good pick. Man, I so... Mass produced or not, I don't care. No, it yeah. is it is a tasty beer. It's not too light. It's not too thin. It's not too dark. Right. It is like the perfect amount of malt. Yep. And this goodness. one was well thought out. And in, in the video we watched, he said this is their first seasonal they did. Yeah. That goes back as, as long as like 1971 right. or something like that. Good call. Yeah. Sammy Adams. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep yeah. after it. Right. Um. It, this is really good beer. If you you're right. like me and you somehow haven't. Now, what was the price on this one? Ah, the price was eight ninety nine. So okay, just so that's pretty high. That's a little bit higher up there. It is just just a touch, just a touch, a touch up there. Okay. Uh, we said that the alcohol uh, by volume we didn't say, mm. but the alcohol by volume is five point three percent. Um, and so, so yeah, kind of middle of the road, mm -hmm. a little bit slight, slight high on the price scale. Yep. Okay, Glenn. Well, if you took those factors into account, what would you rate this? Uh, personally, rate this beer at? Mm. I think I would give it a 91. 91. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, Hold on. Uh, let me take a walk around the block here. Let me tell this, you why. That's a high rating. It wow. is. Okay. It is a high rating. All right. I'm going to tell you why, Brian. Because I appreciate beers mm -hmm. that you can just have one right after the other. Yeah. And this is one of those beers. Yeah. Like there's, It's an Oktoberfest beer, but it's like you man, can drink a lot of these. Not saying that I would. No, like two max. Right. But like, you know. But you know what I mean? Like you, you, mm. you just don't, it's, it's the perfect, the perfect beer for me is one that you drink it and you're like, oh, this, you're reminded every time you take a sip of how good it is, but it doesn't like, 
Like, that's the only thing you're thinking about? I was actually, you know, I was thinking about, you know, cra- like brewing mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, I was really thinking about that. I was like, you know, if I was going to create one beer, what kind of beer would it be? And I was thinking it would be a beer that tastes good enough that you want to drink it, mm-hmm. but like doesn't. It doesn't make you sick of it. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like a flavorful beer, but yeah. not too flavorful. It's not hitting you on the head with it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's my point exactly. is, my point is like, that's what this is in Oktoberfest is like, it's, it's flavorful. It's an Oktoberfest, but it's not too much. Yeah. We're on the same page as that. All right. All right. Okay. Brian. What so are you thinking? I, my, I was on an 8.9. Okay. So you're Ooh. a 9.1. Whoa. So we're, we're, we're not that far off. No. I was pretty high, but 9.1 is pretty high. I mean, that might be up into the highest that you've rated beers. Uh, so, I think we've gone to 92s and maybe mm-hmm. 3. We've gone to 92, I think. I don't think 3 is... Yeah. is I know. It popped into my head. And it, 93 I was is thinking... like going to Mark's. So <laughs> we haven't achieved it yet. It, yeah, we haven't done it yet, but we're, we're working on it. Okay. Uh, okay, but, okay, so you said 9.1. I said 8.9. But that doesn't matter, damn it, Glenn. Right. You know what does matter is what the MTS computer has to say. The mustache twist scale computer has to say about this Oktoberfest beer from Sam Adams. That's right. And he... Mustache Twist Scale doesn't care about Sam Adams. It doesn't no. care if it's a craft brewer or not. All it cares about is statistics. And then I'm going to feed it into the computer, and we're going to do that right now. So we're going to say, okay, so uh, this is a 5.3% alcohol by volume, 16 IBUs. It's an Oktoberfest-style beer. The color is deep red amber, SRM20. Mm. The uh, yeast strain is bottom fermenting lager. Right. Uh, the malt varieties, Samuel Adams 2-Row Pale Malt, Munich 10, uh, and the hop varieties, Tenang, Tittenanger. Hallo, Tar! Mittelfru! Mittelfru, okay. And Those then, are the two, the hops. The right, hops and then uh, the price was $8.99, and so that's all we need to know. So now we just need like one second, and the MTS computer is going to come back with an empirical rating for this beer. I was thinking about going 92, but because it's a $9... You know, whatever. Okay, well, th- that makes sense, Glenn. I appreciate you really thinking about that. Um, oh. and we're going to just grab this report here from the MTS computer. It finally came off the press here. I just got to yeah. find the right page on the. Uh, this is gonna, one second here. Okay, so we. Wow, okay, Brian. I know, this is quite extensive. Jeez. Okay. All right, so uh, here we go. <laughs> Page 396 uh, on this one. Uh, it says, like, uh, the the actual MTS empirical score for this beer is a 9.0. Wow. Wow. So 9.0, the MTS computer doesn't <laughs> lie. It's an empirical, scientific, and uh, unbiased score for they, this beer. They are so. drinking rarefied air up there. <clears throat> 9.0. I, in the 90s? It's, me, it's in a the big nine, odd. Nines? Same, yeah, it's, yeah. It's okay. So let's let uh, what I want to know. Uh, inquiring minds want to know mm. what the beer snobs have to say about this beer, though. Ooh. <laughs> Is it okay? So beer snobs all over the world has uh, have spoken, and they say it's an eighty eight point zero. Ah, this is a. This, you know, they're a victim of their own success, Brian. Exactly. Sam Adams is. Right. They have hipster shaded blinders on. Just because, uh, not just hipster. Because, just, yeah, hipster. Yeah, they have, they've got snob, snob, snob. They're snob color. blinders yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, mm. now we know. Snobs don't like it. The MTS does. So who are you going to believe? Science? 
or a bunch of yahoos that are hipster snobs. That's right. I think we both know. Choice is yours, America. That's right. And um, England. I think we have some British listeners. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. And boy, howdy, Brian, were there. There were a lot of interesting posts on Gentleman. Um, and unfortunately, we had to trim the fat. No. Yeah, not we had a few the- that we were looking at, but it didn't work out. Separate the wheat yeah. from the shaft. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible way to say it. We had to pick three. Right, we had Brian. to pick three to talk about. We had to pick three. Yeah. And, here, and the first one we have up is from a, a member that we... I, I don't think we've talked about before. I don't think this, this member has been on the site. Nope. Or, excuse me, been on the podcast before. Right. And uh, this member's name is Amon. 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 And Amon... Hey, Amon. Hey, Amon. Uh, Amon posted a YouTube video, which we actually... Is we we typically shy away from videos on the podcast because trying to explain. Of, yeah, explain. So here's what happened on the video. Right. This guy hit this bat. Right. And then he hit the police car. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, I, I peed myself a little bit. Uh, yeah. You can't really. So it's it doesn't translate do. well. But this video actually does because yeah. it's a video of Pendulette the magician. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's in Vegas. He's like a. In, he, they, they do a, like a pin and teller. Yeah. They, yeah. They're 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 doing their Vegas thing now. So. Yeah, and and he has lost. Over a hundred pounds, and he still eats what he wants. Right, and it was an interesting video. Usually, yep. when you see this, you're like, "Oh, what's the catch?" Right. You know? mm. He had lap man surgery, right. or uh, and that wasn't the case at all. Right. Uh, it, it's a probably a ten or fifteen minute. Yeah, it's video. about ten minutes video. Yeah, uh, where he goes into he, he talks about apparently he's got a book coming out, I think, and he's like yeah. trying to promote this book, uh, and it's an interesting uh, thing. I mean, he 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 basically says, "Okay, like here's the deal." He's 61 years old, and uh, he had a daughter when he was 50, and he has, another, I think he has more than one kid. And he basically came to the realization, he had super high blood pressure, he, he, he came to the realization that he needed to lose weight in order to live long enough to see his kids grow up, basically. He's, he basically said he lost his parents when he was 45, and he really wanted to have his kids be older when he passed away. Right. It's his, like, motivation there. Right. And so what I'm getting at is he had very strong motivation to lose weight. Right. And so he talked to his doctor and his doctor said, well, we can do this like thing where we like surgically mm-hmm. make you, your stomach smaller so mm-hmm. that you, you, you know, like and all this stuff. And then one of his, somebody he knew came to him and said, well, you, you know, you don't have to do that. You can lose weight on your own, but it's going to be really hard. And he said that that's the kind of thing that really motivates him. It's like a big challenge. So anyway, the point is like he uh, ended up changing his diet. He did a reset, as he kind of described it, where he yeah. just ate potatoes for two weeks, which is really weird. Only I've, potatoes. I've never heard of that before. But he did that, and it was basically, in his words, just to kind of reset his taste buds to, you know, appreciate the finer things of, right. of, of like, all the other... Right, because uh, he, he was basically saying that food, you know, is... Or, I guess, bad eating isn't, like, genetics or, you know... Anything like that, it's a learned habit. It's a learned trait. Yeah. And he's basically unlearning right. his habit of eating. Right. Like resetting it. So So then he uh, he moved on and uh, he said he now he only eats stuff that's that's not from animals, basically. So right. like whole vegetables basically mm-hmm. is what he eats. That's pretty much it. 
he said, but he said that like you know every two weeks he allows himself to like if his his son is with him and they go get a pizza or something like that he he allows himself to eat whatever every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the rule. Is like you stick to the diet for thirteen days and then the fourteenth day uh, you can eat whatever you want, mm-hmm. which is very common in a lot of diets. Yeah, cheat day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and as he describes it, it's not a cheat day because he planned it that right. way. So, not cheating. Uh, but anyway, so interesting, uh, interesting take. He said he lost a hundred pounds, um, and he said that the most inter- the most interesting part of this I felt was he said he found himself at an airport one, at one point, and he was stuck there for ten hours, and he was like, you know, like I'm gonna go to the, this airport. I'm gonna go eat whatever I want. And there was a McDonald's there. There were several other restaurants or whatever. And he like you know kind of walked around to see what he he would really want to eat after being on this diet for so long. Um, and he was like, you know what? He's like, I don't really. He's like, I don't really even want McDonald's anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want you know barbecue ribs anymore or anything like that. He's like, I just after not eating it for so long for seventeen months, I've decided that you know I'm, it's not really that appealing to me. So yeah. Um, Which is crazy. Uh, So I feel like this guy should be locked up because (laughs) he is a blight. He has on society. You know, he's kind of a loon. Apparently, (laughs) Uh, mental health is. I'm questioning. I don't know. He's depleted it. Look, if you would say that you don't want a Big Mac after not having one for two two years. I'm sorry, Brian. Something's wrong with you. Do you remember? Got off your rock. Yeah. Do you remember the? Documentary Supersize Me. Yeah, I remember okay. that one. Yeah. Here's what happened. I watched that and I immediately went and got McDonald's. Because <laughs> I'm just watching this guy eat McDonald's and I was like, oh, oh I just want a really cheeseburger. McDonald's <laughs> right now, yes. Uh, totally worked the opposite way for me. Yeah, well, that's a. That, I mean, yeah. I, I would say cheers to Pendulette for losing 100 pounds. Man, that's not easy, you know? No, it's not. And, and, and it takes a lot of willpower. And I think his his point is this: like some people really thrive on that. Yeah, they really thrive on something that's very challenging yeah. and puts them into a position where they have to like prove that they're mentally strong. Right, and uh, that's great. Uh, but towards the end of the video, he tries to convince me that he doesn't really like he, he, the idea of McDonald's revolts him now, mm. and I, I, that's a tough sell, buddy. Uh, I you know what you're me. saying. You had yeah, me. you had me 90. percent <laughs> But when you start doing that, no, nah, nah, I, I can't. Nah. I can't go down that road with you. No, can do. No, uh, I'll do uh-uh. anything for love, but uh, <laughs> won't do that. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. So he's he's got a book coming out. I loved at the beginning of the video. He basically said he's like, look, I'm. If you think that you should take dietary advice from a magician. Right. You Don't deserve to die. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You do. You're an right. idiot. Right. You're an idiot and you deserve right. to die. Now buy my book. Now buy my book. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Right. That little disclaimer and a little harsh. Um, yeah, it was but- kind of harsh. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I Like I said, I, I applaud the man for losing so much weight. His health is so much better. Mm. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, convincing me that McDonald's is not real. That does, that's not, that's not going to work. Uh, Glenn, uh, up next we have a post from myself. A guy, a real jerk. Oh, you, you, okay. Myself, me. Okay. I finally made the podcast. Yes, myself. After being involved with the podcast for years, 
I finally made it on the podcast. Brian, this calls for celebration. I, I know. Here's another October first. I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm very excited about this. <laughs> and I posted this thing called four common buttons that probably don't even work. Probably don't don't even work. Wow. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> that's, a dumb, that's a double. What this is? Oh, that's weird. Okay. Uh, anyway. Look at all the likes you got. Uh, they okay. didn't even look at the title. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn, this this was a little post from our good friends over at popularmechanics.com who provided us with some fodder mm-hmm. uh, here to talk about on the podcast and they give examples of <laughs> they give examples of four buttons that we push probably daily. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that actually probably don't work. Uh, number 1, New York City crosswalk buttons. Uh, apparently a long time ago, the city of New York which the the actual crosswalk buttons used to work on, they decided with all the traffic and everything like that, they're just going to move everything to a computer system, and the crosswalk buttons don't do anything anymore, basically. Uh, Office thermostats probably don't work. That's interesting, because I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, Door buttons on the London Underground, I don't know. I I mean, I've never been to London, so... uh, The tube? Yeah, I've never been on there. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, and then they, their final example is the elevator close buttons, mm-hmm. which I am guilty. That's probably my most offender button of like choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where like I'll hit the close button on an elevator just because mm-hmm. I'm impatient. And when you see somebody coming, you don't uh, want them to get in the elevator. Yeah, you know, Glenn's getting on the elevator. Oh and, no, 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 no! Know. Close, close, close. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's my the, the so the, there's the overview, Glenn. Do you have any buttons that you push on that list that uh, that you feel like? Uh, hit close to home for you? Um, <clears throat> I don't have any. I, I'm, I'm trying. To, I, I rack my brains trying to think mm-hmm. of other buttons that I push every day. <clears throat> Can you think of any, Brian? Brian? Um, you know, uh, I've, I've never pushed a button on the New York. Mm. You know, there's no. I, I've never seen any buttons where I've been in New York to push <clears throat> a like walk button. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for it. But I do remember one time when I was on an elevator and I pushed an elevator close button and uh i don't remember what the circumstance exactly was but i pushed the close button and it like did the opposite of what it was supposed to do and then (laughs) the person that was on the elevator with me was really annoyed with me for pushing the button like i i pushed a close button or something and it like didn't really work or something and then the person that was on the elevator with me actually said something like well you you know, you push that button or something. It, it just really, like, being crappy about it. Well, it's know? there. So. Yeah. I, but it was, like, really uncomfortable because huh. I was so pissed, like, after they said something to me. And it was, like, an older woman or something. Interesting. So I was like, I can't really say anything back to you. <laughs> But I'm not very Maybe happy. Maybe the right parking now. lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's that. But I, I do have a, t- I, I have a tendency to push buttons like that, expecting them to do something. So I don't know if that says something psychologically about me or not. I push my wife's buttons frequently. I, I you can, I can understand that. Ask her. Yeah, she no, will I, I back that you. story up. I believe you. Um, yeah. yeah, no, but the, the, the underlying thing about this too is like there's a little bit of a, a, a brief, you know, description of this, and the idea is that. 
uh, people feel like if they're pushing a button and it's supposed to do something, even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It like satiates them yeah. by pushing the button, you know. It makes them feel in control right. of the situation. So, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes people put buttons there to do stuff. Crosswalks. Interesting. Uh, you know. The like button ha- on Gentleman. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you think it does something mm-hmm. and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, keep hitting those buttons. That's. I'm just going to keep believing. Yeah. Don't stop thinking about hitting buttons i think fleetwood max said that yeah and i i completely agree with that sentiment (laughs) all right brian last tack we have Mm -hmm. to talk about is by our buddy do tattoo yep who i don't think if we have talked it's been a long time it's been a long time my friend if if we have talked about him on the podcast before it's been a long time mr tattoo please see this is a wake-up call that you need yeah all right Right. post more awesome stuff yeah because we love talking about it yeah uh, and this one's great too. It's uh, the Ford Bronco officially coming back and will be made in Michigan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Brian, I have I never I don't I never had a Ford Bronco. My family never had a Ford Bronco. Uh, that was my dream car when I was in high school. Yes, I had friends. Yep, that had a Ford Bronco. Yep, and I that's what I looked up to Ford Bronco. And you look back on it now and you're like, man, why why did I? <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I look back cars. on it and I'm like, man, I'd still, I, I still have the same feelings. I feel like you can hop into a foreign Bronco and do anything. Look you know at OJ. I mean? Yeah, I mean, exactly. he did try right. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he, he, you could, <laughs> you could hop into a Ford Bronco and go on any adventure. Anywhere. That's true. You know what I mean? Because okay, I I never thought of it. Yeah, that's how I, I felt about it in high school. It was magical to me in high school. The thing is, Brian, where I grew up. In the early 2000s, when I was in high school and like actually had an age where I could get a car, the right. Ford Bronco is kind of in its twilight. Yeah. Um, and gotcha. so the only Broncos I saw... Well, me growing up in the 70s, it right. was like way different. <laughs> so... <laughs> had like the... Yeah. Yeah. The roller bar... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, okay. So, uh, yeah, in the early 2000s, the only Ford Broncos I saw in my small town that I grew up were not attractive mm. vehicles they were pieces brian yeah and so i never really mm. had that affinity for the ford bronco because right. i never saw one come off the line right so to speak but looking at the picture on this autoblog article mm. of the right. new ford bronco mm-hmm. that looks pretty awesome yeah it does it looks like yeah. an awesome car <laughs> it does it looks sweet and this is not this is not an official this is rendering a, this is a a fan rendering of what they think the next Ford Bronco is going to look like. So we don't even know what the actual Ford Bronco is going to be looking like. But uh, the point of this whole conversation is that they are going to be making this in Dearborn, Michigan. Right. And not in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this whole thing that uh, Donald Trump... The Donald. The Donald brought up, which was that Ford's moving all these jobs to... Um, Mexico, Mexico mm-hmm. and shame on them for doing this. And based well, on well, that, like, didn't he didn't he say that if he was president, he would um, he, he impose would, like a massive like right. a 30, 40 percent. Yeah, fine exactly. Or, he would get in the way of this and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, we actually have the Donald to thank for this little tidbit of information that the uh, the the Bronco is returning because uh, based on that, uh, Michigan or based on that, Ford came out and said, eh, look. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, we're moving all the cheap cars to being assembled in Mexico. Right. And all the higher end stuff. Right. Like the Ford Bronco, wink, 
is going to be made in Michigan. So, so suck it, presidential candidate. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which and, and basically the uh, I, they, they quoted some. I read a story about somebody that was quoted as saying like from the you know like the United Auto Workers basically said like well this the fact that they're going to be making the higher end products in the U S basically ensures way more the future of having jobs in Michigan right. than assembling the Ford Focus here in Michigan. So we're good. So basically, if you're like a Donald Trump supporter or not, he inadvertently uh, led us to know that the Broncos coming back. It's coming back? Yeah. So either way. Uh, yeah. I. This, it'll be interesting to see what the actual rendering looks like. Yes. If it's close to mm-hmm. this picture right here, put me in line. I'm telling you, man. I, I when I was when I was in high school, way back in the 1950s, I <laughs> the the Bronco was magical. It mm. was like one of those cars that some of my friends have that I always was like, man, I wish I had a Bronco. Yeah, because it's like it has all the space. It's like a truck, but it's like you're you know you got all the. One of my buddies had like a bright orange Bronco. Oh man! And it was like living the dream, man. Yeah, I was just. In tears, jealous <laughs> over this thing. Because I was like, man, you could, there's so much stuff you could go... You could go camping? Yeah. When you're a kid. Yeah. And, you, you know, like I had a Honda CRX. Yeah, you, you know, can't and it's like that. No. But when you have the Ford Bronco, it's like, well, you're kind of a badass. The world point. is your oyster. Exactly. You man. can do anything in that damn thing. Like, so... Except I was, from cops. Well, that doesn't... Except a freeway chase. But when you're... You know, you're not breaking the law. Then but, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you can do anything, basically. I mean, I guess so, if you're not going to break the law. So anyway, Glenn, I, I I am looking forward to this, and I have to say, I'm going to be completely honest, that I almost posted this to Gentleman.com, and I held off, because I was like, this is going to be big news, and somebody else is going to post it, and sure guess enough, what? Somebody did. Somebody, so, an- somebody answered the bell. Exactly. And, do tattoo. Uh, do tattoo. Got it through, done. Got it done. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, the people yeah. needed to know. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. Definitely not related. No. But all great things. All great things. Uh, Glenn, and I want to talk about one other great thing right now. And I want to toast, uh, put a toast out there to a guy that probably not many people have heard of. And again, I posted this to Gentleman.com because I was excited about this. Um, I, want to, I want to make a toast to a good man, a great man, a visionary, a visionary that no one talks about these days. Mm-hmm. But I happened to find this story the other day, and I, I was just like, I, this guy owes, this guy should be talked about amongst the greats. And his name is Momofuku Ando. Mm-hmm. Momofuku Ando. And uh, you may be saying, who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that he's the guy that invented the ramen noodles the ramen noodles that got you through college the guy and after that college break, that breakup that, that nasty breakup, breakup yeah that, that breakup that happened to you in college you sat there and you only ate ramen noodles you can thank Mr. Mama Fukuando I had I had my freshman year of college all I ate was ramen like I discovered I like, still every three or four days I'm still eating ramen sometimes really yeah wow so the ramen there's an incredible, well, there's tons of ramen recipes out there, but the mm-hmm. one that really did it for me, Brian, chicken noodle or chicken ramen, okay, with about two tablespoons of Dorothy Lynch, <laughs> the salad dressing. Oh, interesting. Man. 
No water. Like, you drain the water. You do Uh half a packet of the chicken uh, Uh seasoning. Yeah. And Dorothy Lynch, Sweet Moses. So, ramen before Mr. Ondo was... It was something that you had to cook for hours... It was a noodle that you had to cook for hours. Really? And then mix in with your, you know, whatever you were making or whatever. It was a whole process to make. So, he, but he was like, I, I want to streamline this. I want to make it instant. I want to make people have the ability to make ramen instantly. So, he went back to his shed. Like all good red-blooded men do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They go back to their shed. Gotta go to like, the shed. Back to I want to make... Instant noodles. Time to go to the shed. Right? <laughs> so he goes back into his shed and he like ruminated over this and he was like obsessed with it. And he's like, How are we gonna make these instant noodles so that we can, you know, disseminate them? Make them instantly. College kids can <laughs> yeah. eat and all these things. Freshman fifteen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he he couldn't figure it out, he couldn't figure it out. And then one day his wife was making tempura. Hmm? Okay? Yeah, Which yeah. we know as like basically fried stuff yeah and uh light bulb goes off he says okay look uh i got this figured out so he takes the the noodles the bear like he makes the noodles yeah lightly fries them very lightly dries them out and then that becomes the ramen noodles that we know and love today brilliant uh but he doesn't stop there he doesn't stop innovating he doesn't just create ramen and say well i'm done doesn't rest on his laurels right he starts looking around and he says, okay, people, like, not only do they need, okay, so when you're making ramen noodles, you've got to then, like, have a container and you've got to, like, you know, put water in it and, like, all this stuff you got to do to make the ramen. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a cup and I'm going to put the noodles in a cup so that, you know, you don't really have to have a container. You can just, like, make your noodles on the fly. So he, he not only does he do ramen and fix that up for us, he also adds the whole cup noodle Couple concept noodles. into the whole and the whole shebang so we have uh momofuku ando to thank for not only ramen yeah. noodles but a uh instant cup noodle uh, wow. as well so wow a true pioneer you know what i mean i i i mean i was thinking about all the different ways people use ramen i mean or my family my my extended family they'll make salads and they'll crunch up ramen noodles really? and put it on top yeah that's interesting i never thought yeah. about that yeah that's part of the it just adds yeah. an extra you know right. thing to it mm-hmm. but man that that is pretty ingenious the whole process of making ramen like mm-hmm. uh, his his lightly frying it and then yeah that was a that smart. was a, that was a key smart. that was a secret to uh to getting it done and he got it done and now we can enjoy ramen noodles almost instantly uh within like two minutes couple basically. minutes in the microwave yeah little dorothy lynch exactly he's so. good to go uh, anyway, Glenn. Well, uh, so a cheers to Momofuku Ando. Mr. Ando. Well done, sir. Thank you for your contribution to society. And my waistline. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the... Um... Hot Buddy! Topic. Uh, and then this week, Lynn, um, it turns out that there's an interesting thing that's happening. Uh, it's actually, uh, so, you know, the, there's this a little-known company called Facebook. I've heard of them. Right. Mm-hmm. They have a, quote-unquote, social network. Okay. 
Um, and they've decided that their social network is doing pretty well. Right. But they would like to branch out into work. Work. Not network, but work work. So basically the point is... This is like oil drilling? They're, 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 they're branching out into having not only a social network, but you have, if you work at a company, you can use Facebook work work. And it is a social network for your work. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, huh. so, so yeah, Facebook, not only All do right. they want to know like your, your social leanings, but All also right. your, uh, your work type mm-hmm. kind of scenario going on there. Right. So the thing about Facebook is that people, you know, they've had, to, they bought Instagram. Mm-hmm. They basically, their market share is kind of slipping to other app platforms. So the right. hipper and younger crowd. Right. Not saying there aren't a lot of people on Facebook, but right. they're not the only game in town. Right. So as there's they get older, to right, there's gentlemen, Facebook and gentlemen. Which one? We've you heard some offers. I don't know, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> but when you get on, right. I don't know, right? Yeah. Um, so the the next logical step for them to try to find more money because they're a public company now, right? Enterprise. It's, it's the Starbucks thing, right? You, you start with doing drip coffee, and then you right. you get into right frappes, everything, yeah. Yeah, you literally basically progressively, mm-hmm. you have to find new ways to make money to make the shareholders happy. Until you go crazy and then right. implode. So, at what point will Facebook implode? Uh, I don't think this will be it. But uh, Here's the thing. like This is a response to Slack. Yep. Slack that everybody all of a sudden uses. I don't know. I don't understand this. So, it's like Slackware is, is like this. Uh, it's like a chat thing. It's for, a chat app, yeah. For, for work. Where they're basically saying like, well, email's annoying. Here's this like live chat thing that you can use. I don't even understand how that even became a thing because there were so many chat chat service providers before that Slack and Slack mm-hmm. came out and they're like, oh, well, Facebook's like, oh, well, we could you know make money on you know the work thing. This right. could be a big thing and you know, let's do that. And, right. Uh, right. Well, this is this is more like a if I understand it correctly, Facebook work is more like a. Um, it's a little bit more robust than just. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but it's basically like Facebook for right, for your organization and with the chat and right, right, the, the chat and there's know, documents and, this and there's and like that. you know, yeah, but it, I don't know, it seems weird. It does, and they stand to make a lot of money because I mean, the, yeah, every the person would pay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something like I can't remember how much it was per person, I don't like know. a dollar or two per person. Yeah. Um, in your organization, if you have a ten thousand employee, you know, mm-hmm. so every month you're getting ten thousand dollars from this one company, right? In theory, right? Um, which is cool, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I would I use Facebook Work? I would not. I would not use Facebook Work, Brian. Um, just on principle, <laughs> I have no good reason. I don't. I just don't. I think the chasm between Facebook. As like your everyday thing, and jumping over to work is like a little bit too much. It's a little bit too far. I have two things about this. First of all, I hate Facebook. I <laughs> hate Facebook. I I don't ever open Facebook, mm-hmm. and they always send me notifications. They yep. always send me push notifications mm-hmm. about something. And no matter how many times I tell them not to send me notifications about stuff, 
they keep moving it around to different things <laughs> so that I can't completely stop them. Like, if I stop them from doing one thing, you're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll send you notifications about somebody that commented on the photo that they posted on the thing. You know, I'm like, yeah. I don't even know this person, barely. You yeah. Know? And then, yeah. But I hate Facebook. And second of all, no, it's like... You hate work. Shoot. Well, yeah, I hate work. <laughs> I don't like to work very much, so don't like your thing. No, I, uh, I I love to work hard, Glenn. I know you do. Very hard. I know you do. For That's why know. it was so funny. Exactly. Okay? Right. Uh, so, but no, but the, the second thing is like, it, it is, it's like shoehorning Facebook. Like, well, we got the social network with mm-hmm. all these tools. We can just make it work for work. Whereas, like, you should just be building something that, like, from the ground up is for work, work. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why, you know, Slackware probably is very successful and all that stuff. Uh, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Reference, we talked about favorite business books, I think, as a mm-hmm. gentleman podcast. Right. Mailbag question. Yeah. Um, How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins. Yep. And this is, like, this. Yeah. textbook out of this like company does this thing does awesome says okay we got to do more and better right we got to we got to yeah. th- what's the next thing and instead of doing like making their core service better or making a logical leap right they go into work right or, or completely well, this, different they go into a completely different you know industry direction because they think they can yeah that's and it's like a, they, the mm-hmm. the they think they think more of themselves right they think themselves or more Facebook. qualified right. to do this, right. and taking. I mean, the in, the enterprise industry is like cutthroat, and yeah. there's a lot of money to be made right. or lost. There's a lot of bad products out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like adapting Facebook into a, it's it's a really it's a weird thing because they. So you have your your tools like chat and whatever, mm-hmm. but think about all the things about chat that you have to change mm-hmm. slightly because you're you're doing with you know in an enterprise mm-hmm. it's like. You, uh, everything's kind of like everything else, but not not really. Right. So you have to like change all these features to like right. make sure they. I don't right. Know. Well, and here's another thing to think about. This came to, came to me. Think about how long that Microsoft has stayed in power in enterprise, like for yeah. company. They're they're. I mean, I'm biased. All right. right. I know people like Microsoft, right. and that's fine. But right. they have had. So many problems with our software and so many problems with right. their machines. Yeah. And yet they are still the enterprise right. machine. Right. And Apple has is starting to like kind of unseat them, right. but still they got right. like an uphill battle. Right. And it's freaking Apple. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they have the most you know the, the, the most else. money. Right. Oh, they have the, tons of money. Yeah. So my point is is that if Apple can't do it with computers, right. can Facebook do it with Workplace. Work software. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of interesting stuff that you could do at work stuff. You know, I yeah. think Slack's probably like the first example of something that's kind of interesting. That well, Slack is built for developers, so developers like the hot new thing, and but but enterprise doesn't. You know, right. enterprise doesn't. Enterprise like, is like the old that looks crappy shiny. thing. That looks shiny. Yeah, no, no, we're no, gonna, no, 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 no. We're gonna run away from this. <laughs> we don't like this. Yeah. Oh, you guys are using Hotmail, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm bi- like you said, I'm biased because I I can cannot stand Facebook. Yeah, it, it like makes me ill to even think about it. Yeah, it's a evil, evil technology company taking all of your important data, mm-hmm. selling it to whoever the hell they want to, mm-hmm. uh, and they 
deceptively try to do stuff to get you to engage with their platform. They track you while you're logged out of their platform. As yeah. Well. They, they created tools right. to track you all over the internet so that they could... It, yeah. Facebook's like the number one offender outside of... you know I LinkedIn. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, and then Google, you know, and then everybody else. <laughs> then the African kings. Yeah. Then the Nigerian, uh, Nigerian princes. princes yeah. That, yeah. Anyway. All right, fine. Well, that... African okay. kings. Okay. I got nothing against African kings. No. They're all good. Nigerian princes, though. Some are gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um... Anyway, okay. Man. Well, uh, okay. So, Facebook at work? Uh, no. I think that's. I think that's a resounding no. Yeah. Two, no, two thumbs right. way down over yeah, here. Exactly. No way. No way, buddy. But we'll see. We could be dead wrong. We could be wrong. I don't think we are going to. It's not likely. I think that Facebook's on the wrong side of history with this whole. Thing. I do. I. I think so too. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, let's talk about something that's on the right side of history, and that is uh, something that could very likely happen. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this. And uh, this was a question posed to us on the parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what parlor? Uh, from Philodog? Philodog? Philodog, Philodog. I think of Phila. I think the of, shoe? Like, yeah, the shoe. Yeah. Philodog, Phila shoe. Whatever. Anyway, point is Philodog. Let's just say that. Phonetically? Phon- yeah, Philodog. He's a good dude. He, he is. And uh, he, tell, he asked us this question. This is one of the best. If not the best, yep. Uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag that we have ever received. Mm-hmm. This this is a great great question. I, I'm not overselling this. Mm-hmm. Okay, he says aliens have landed due to mental fatigue from their travels and a complete lack of options. You've been cho- well. They have a lot of options. You've been chosen to give the aliens reason enough to spare all of us. You're given one day to save us all. What are you going to show them to convince them that we are worthy of saving? The specifics of your choice of beer would be appreciated. Okay, Glenn. So what, what, what do you got? What, you're chosen. You and I are chosen by the aliens to uh, explain to them why they need to keep Earth around. First of all, America, you made a good choice. Right. Okay. Uh, well, that, I we got there. you. We right. got you covered we here. We got this. Don't worry. Not a problem. <laughs> Fortunately, Ryan... Fortunately, we live in an area that makes this fortuitous for everyone in the United States. Exactly. Right. And I will tell you why. So, if we have 24 hours, the aliens are going to be like, all right, we it's 8 a.m. What are you going to show us? And right. I said, just be patient. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait. Right. It's Saturday. We're going to wait uh, about three more hours. Right. We're going to fly a new spaceship about 30 minutes due east. Okay. And we're going to go to a little place called Oklahoma. No, we're going to a little place called. Uh, uh, Joe's Kansas City Joe's barbecue. Kansas City barbecue. Okay, that's a good. Yeah. And then I will, I will, I will order a plate of burn-ins, mm-hmm. Kansas City style burn-ins. Yeah, I will set that down in front of them. Right. They will eat them, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, "Okay, you guys are good. That's yeah, all we need. Sorry. That's all we needed. Really sorry. About we're this. out of here. Pack it yeah. up. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, we're going to need three more of those to go. Uh, three more orders right. of the burn-ins. Please. Right. Right. Uh, no, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. all. That's it. That's all we need. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's a national treasure. Could could uh, rest safely in our hands at that point. <laughs> I mean, what well, else? I, you got? I'm comfortable sleeping at night, yeah. knowing that if Glenn was approached by aliens, <laughs> he would direct them towards uh, Kansas City. Uh, aliens over here, please. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm the guy you need. I, I'm comfortable with that. Okay, right. What about you? I, I could sleep. 
contingency plan. Maybe maybe one of maybe us Glenn, is yeah right. Maybe one's indisposed. Maybe Joe's like, is closed. Yeah, maybe Joe's yeah. They're okay, like, they're like oh, we're cleaning the kitchen today. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. We're closed. Oh crap. Uh, <laughs> you guys like scratchers tickets? Okay. Well, um, look, I, I thought about a couple different things here. All right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that was a good angle. I like the I like the food angle. Now I'm not 100 percent comfortable with the idea that maybe the aliens have the same kind of palate that we do. If it was a human, people can change. I would I would think that the human would understand the yes. burn-ins thing. Yes, you yes. Know? But mm-hmm. what if you know they're from another planet? They, maybe they don't. They don't get. Maybe that. they're weirdos. Okay. Yeah. So a couple of things came to mind in, in my mind that I would direct them towards. Now, uh, first of all. I would, uh, you know, we, we would need to be able to communicate on co- on common grounds, mm-hmm. okay? And I would want to show them something that represents mm-hmm. who humanity is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, the first thing I'm going to do is we're going to sit down, we're going to go down to Liberty Hall, mm-hmm. which is the local movie theater, and I'm going to rent it out. I'm going to, you know, pay the pay Liberty Hall, whatever it takes. Do it right. Look, they're probably doing it. I've got it. some aliens here with me. They might I exterminate us. Right. So, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to sit down and we're going to watch the entire original Star Wars trilogy uh-huh. together. Now, this accomplishes a couple different things. First of all, it accomplishes the fact that, you know, humans are totally cool with, like, planets with other moons and space travel right, and all this right, stuff. Right, totally right. Fi- We'll sit in a bar with you in Tatooine, right? And like we'll right. we'll drink some you know cocktails and everything like that with do the people. Kessel Run exactly with yeah. uh, with people from all different space backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like we're fine with this, right? And it also because Star Wars grabs from all these different things like samurais and you know history yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff. It also teaches them about like who human beings are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might cut you up a little bit if you get out of hand, <laughs> but we're pretty good. Most of the time, right. and we're against evil. You right. know what I mean? Like we're all against evil. So, uh, so we're gonna sit down. And we're gonna watch the entire Star Wars trilogy. <clears throat> so that's gonna start at eight a.m. It's gonna take us until about you know probably uh, two o'clock in the afternoon again. You know, and uh, then you know but we'll go to yeah we'll go. You we'll, think they'll make it? You mean you think they'll make it past the Ewoks? You know, well, I think there'll be like tears streaming down the aliens' <laughs> eyes, and they're gonna, you know, they're so cute. Yeah, exactly. Look at yeah. those little guys. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think by that time I'll have them. But if it's not the case, you yeah. know, I'm gonna take it to the next level, and then I'm gonna create the ultimate mixtape for, Ooh, yeah, you know, for aliens. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm, maybe I'm driving around in my truck, my little red Toyota pickup truck right. with the tape player. And I slap in the uh, on the tunes. Aliens miss. I say, hey, we're going to go for a drive in the in the in the Kansas. You know, I'm going to take you out to t- Kansas Tallgrass pl- Prairie. Yeah. And I've got you know a, a mixtape set up for them. That's like Alien Mix. Alien Mix Volume One. <laughs> slap that in the tape player. And we're talking about you know maybe some classical stuff. Yeah. Maybe some Bach, some Beethoven. You know, maybe I'll get into some Satie. You know, okay. just a little uh, classical stuff. Maybe I'll run into some some Beatles, some uh, you know Led Zeppelin or something like that. You know, maybe some uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Van Halen. Van Halen. Now I'm talking about the all time greats. Right. right. I've got one hour. Not Van Hagar. You know? No. 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 I've got one hour of a cassette tape to to convince them. Okay. I figure by the time they come back in my little red pickup truck, after listening to my mix, my Alien mixtape, and after uh, having watched the Star Wars trilogy, the original mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy, not the yeah. second one. That one doesn't exist. And when they come here, don't tell them that there's a second one. Uh, 
<laughs> then I, I feel pretty good about our chances there. I think Brian, I like that. That that's a good that's a good take on it. That's a, that's very comprehensive and it yeah. kind of outlines everything. Right. The only problem I have with it, Brian, is what if at the end of the day they're still not seeing things. You know, they're still not seeing things the right way. Right. Uh, what I what I would recommend then is that you bring them back here. Mm-hmm. Said, all right, guys, I didn't want to do this, but and you pop in Independence Day. And you show them what happens. All right. When uh, rubber hits the road. That's right. This is what's going to go down. Look, <laughs> we know you got fancy weapons, but we've got guys who fly crop dusters. Right. And we know you've been probing us. Right. All right? For too long. <laughs> so. Right. We'll do what it takes. That's good. Yeah. So. Just a cautionary tale at the end of the day. And Dep- if that- depending on how I'm feeling about <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah. Now, right. if, if it's all good, then maybe right. you show them a different movie. Like, right. uh, I don't know. Twister or something. Yeah. Like, this is kind of like... Ooh, tornadoes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That's like the... That's like but see, the, that depends on me to like... You gotta buy it the out. situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you guys feeling? You feeling like you're still gonna destroy humankind? You gonna eat us? Or right. No. no Burn-ins? No. no. Yeah, okay. okay. Oh, right. Um, cool. I feel I feel pretty strong about... Between those two things, though, I feel I feel good about my ability to create a mixtape that yeah. could just really, you know, sum up human existence. You could you could order a pizza, uh, yeah, that'd be helpful. And then, like along the way, maybe yeah, get, you know, a solid yeah. pizza or yeah. maybe some, you know, some wings, from, wings, yes, uh, from Henry Tees or something like that. And, like, yeah, you know. So I think I think between the two of us, Brian, we got this covered. I think humanity. This you know, a long time ago when. We went to the moon. We sent up this 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 thing that was like a it was like a record, it's like a gold record. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the moon. Maybe it was like a satellite that went out. But it was like we need to create this thing that's like the ultimate. Yes, the, the ultimate like you know something break that, glass in case of emergency kind of thing. Well, it was like if aliens get this thing, right? If <laughs> this is like what the first communication between aliens should be. Oh, gotcha. And, and I. I think it should be me and you. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think the United States of America should send me and you, no matter when this happens. It's going to happen at some point. Yep. We're going to, you know, we're going to have We're to going to Mars. Minds. We're going to colonize right. things. So let's just get this out in the open. Me and Glenn are the best people to, to, to represent, you know, the world. That's right. We'll do discussion. it. We'll do yeah, it. Well, I, I'm, we're like a modern day Bill I'll take, and Ted. I'll take the. I'll take the. Uh, yeah, I'll take the. You know, the risk. Right. I mean, we could get like you know, head severed, eaten alive, right. or whatever. But you know, maybe some uh, probing. <laughs> but know. I am look. I'm <clears throat> confident that in our abilities to to communicate across <laughs> all life forms. We may not understand your language, right? But you know, what we do understand. <laughs> Barbecue, exactly. The universal <laughs> language. That's all we need. It's love. Uh, what yeah. it is? Exactly. Low and slow. Okay, Glenn. Well, great question, Phil the dog. Yes, Phil the dog. Phil the dog. Phil the dog. Phil the dog. Uh, that's that. W- that would be my. I think we. I think we got this. You know, we're good. I feel like we're. Con- I, I'm, I'm. I'm confident enough that I could. I could make this argument really well. We're good. Um, Mr. President, we know you're listening. Right. Uh, well. We don't know who the future president is, right? Uh, but we're sure all be, three of we're them. We're sure your staff I'm will sure. be listening to, right? All three of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, former <laughs> and next yeah. president. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode 99. Now, look. This is important. Episode 100 is coming up. The centennial. And we have to... We have to... We gotta up our game. We gotta up our game. We have an important mile marker coming up. Episode 100. We're gonna have to do something special. And we will. We will do something special for episode 100. We've got some ideas. We have some ideas. We're gonna kick them around a little bit more. But we're gonna do something special for episode 100. So... Stay tuned, and, uh, man, yeah, episode episode 100 coming right around the corner. Don't worry, we'll be posting stuff on the site. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure you don't miss us. Yeah, okay. exactly. You're going to get this. It's, it's going to be big. Episode right. 100. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to figure something out. It's going to be cool. Uh, so anyway, Glenn. All right, well, uh, that was the end of episode 99. I'm feeling old, Brian. I know. 99's like geriatric <laughs> we've been that way for a while yeah Let's let, we've been exactly. pedestrian for a while here right. on the podcast but uh, but yeah people can change Mox that's right people can change uh, I'm Brian McKinney I'm Glenn Stansbury uh, thanks everybody for listening to episode 99 we'll see you guys in two weeks for episode 100 we welcome you aliens <laughs>